0: The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by Mortgage CS. Become a Mortgage CS Ricky VIP at mortgagecs.com slash Ricky. LL Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. Briggs Auction, the official auction of the process at BriggsAuction.com and Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, the official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter. Was oh, you can sign up for that newsletter at Rights to RickySanchez.com slash newsletter. Ah, would have been sweet tonight. Would have been sweet. Sixers lose to the Celtics without Joel Embiid, without Tyrese Maxi, without Nick Batum. We will talk to that. We will have- Moral to- victory. Moral vi- the, You know what? I think it a was. Mor- and a moral for- loss for the Celtics. Yeah, and and moral victory for everybody but one person on the Sixers. I'll so we'll talk about that. We head to Atlanta and Detroit for star hunting. We have some new New media, I guess, to look for. a New commercial from the system. And the finalists for Dana Olinger's, Olinger's, Olinger's column name. I, I'm never going to get it right. And oh, the return of Brian Colangelo, Relationship Advice. Fly the Process is going to Los Angeles. We're going to go on a trip to go see Sixers versus Clippers at the Staples Center in March. <clears throat> Hundreds of us join us and fans of Philly. You can reserve your spot for just $150, uh, full travel and hotel and game tickets and all that kind of shit. Go to Sanchez.com slash fly. And if you're coming from somewhere other than Philadelphia, or if you're already there and you want a non-travel package, just tickets to the game and the parties, send an email to joe at fansoffilly.com. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. I mentioned I'm having stateside. I haven't had a stateside in a very long time. Uh, a not Friday Night Pod, which we almost never do. I love, we talk about surfside all the time. I love the regular stateside vodka made right there in Philly. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. It's the best in the stateside rocks glass. Of course, Surfside Iced Tea and Vodka is the official drink of Philadelphia, the official canned beverage of Philadelphia, only 100 calories, tastes fucking awesome. No carbonation because iced tea does not have bubbles. You can order it at statesidevodka.com. And just a separate little plug that we learned in recent days, the Philly special Christmas album The Eagles offensive lineman with a bunch of Philadelphia all-stars, such as Charlie Hall, Eliza Hardy-Jones, Amos Lee, is on sale. And there is a Ricky Easter egg in the album art. If you buy the deluxe album, there is a special Ricky, like, mention in the album art, it's the coolest fucking thing ever. We didn't know about it until the last few days. So uh, order it and look at it. And if you find it, send it to us, uh, because it, I, we know what it is, but it's fun to find. I don't want to tell you what it is, but it's definitely fun to find. A couple people have found it already. Uh, without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Welcome to the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who's been doing a little bit of the drinky drinky.
2: That is one Mike Levin. <laughs> Look, yeah, Maxi's out, and Bead's yep. out, yep. Batum's out, yep. Ubre's out. Yep. Springer seemed to be available, but out just in, in a like return to conditioning situation. Yeah, he was game time decision due to illness. Yes, I had some good career news that I can't talk about yet. Oh, so I was like, I'm gonna drink during the game okay because it's probably going to be a nothing podcast after a 70 point loss
0: nah it's going to be a good fucking podcast well i'm not saying it was
2: not not nothing is in the the game did yes it wasn't going to matter yeah and uh and they just battled man a very a a doc nurse esque type of game i like the fight a lot of fight a lot of fight and a lot of guys melton beverly yeah. Mobamba. Thank yep. you very much. Robert Covington. Yeah. Don't mind B-ball if I Paul. do uh, some solid people. Paul play. We'll talk about all of it. Um, Derek White Just, has made every shot against the Sixers. He's never made a bad play or done anything wrong at all. Should I should sue? I would like Cornblau to sue the league for allowing this to happen. But yes, I've had uh, a number of glasses of wine.
0: I don't want to do this right off the top, but I feel, and I want to give credit to all the guys who battled, especially Patrick Beverly, especially Patrick Beverly.
2: Yeah. I was pretty frustrated by a couple of his turnovers, but he played well enough towards the end of the game that I'm like, all right. And he wanted to win
0: so bad. Like you could see it in a couple of the moments toward the end of the game, but just an all time. I'm I'm not going to harp on this, but a fucking all time stinker from Tobias Harris. Like look, brother, you, I, I, this whole bit where you're like, you know, the third offensive option, but you could be the second, or you're the fourth offensive option, you could be the third, it could be the second, like, it's games like this, where you gotta have 32 points, and you can't just fucking... What a, just a fucking no-show in the second half from that guy. Just a completely terrible second half from him in every sense of the word. Absolutely awful. Just just dog shit, Second half from Tobias Harris. I'm not going to focus on it, but I cannot. I was so mad because I wanted to win this game so fucking bad. It would have been such a nice fucking game on a Friday night when I have a drink in my a fucking stateside in my hand and Patrick Beverly doing step back threes and Mo Bamba hitting threes and, and Robert Covington having five steals and a
2: half. And just it would just would have been nice for a good Tobias game. Would have been a nice night for it. It would have been nice he had a decent first half and then really just fell off. Like the, the most Tobias play of the game, maybe of the season and really is uh, exemplifies the whole Tobias experience. Jason Tatum drives Mm -hmm. with no intention to go anywhere. He throws it back out to Derek white bad pass. Tobias gets a, a, a lot of a hand on it. And instead of just like, grabbing the fucking ball and just going like, this is mine. He just kind of like taps it, just taps it. And Derek White gets it because he does everything right. He grabs it and goes, finishes and one. And it's just like, that's such a massive swing. That's such a massive swing. And it's just like, you got to grab the fucking ball. And there was a player earlier in the game when he had a big offensive rebound and he sort of is physical with Derek White when he when he decides to use his physicality. He is good. He had a nice deflection early, a nice lefty finish in transition, some grab and go stuff. Fine, but like it's that's you got to be more consistent with that. You just got to be more consistently a dog. And too often he gets dogged by other guys. And uh, he has he has been cold the last like six or so games. Has been pretty bad for him. He took one three this game. <laughs> one. No maxi, no Embiid. Tobias takes a single three. And then obviously the what will be remembered, getting blocked by Horford at the rim, goes up again, the entire team converges on him, and instead of kicking it out or give me a pump fake, he just goes right back up, tries to get that millimeter over the rim again, yeah, well... And the Celtics send it back. Clearly, in. he has chosen the sick guitar solo option. Yeah. Bias has. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, a tough Tobias game. I, I think, argue, like, yeah, it wasn't good. Four turnovers. He had four steals, which I don't... Uh, was I, he was at three offensive rebounds. Like, he was making some things happen, but like... I want to know how many f- of those steals were, were by the way, somebody else causing the steal on him getting Maybe. the steal. So. Maybe. Yeah. But it was uh, a f- at least a... F- Enough frustrating moments to make this a, a rough Tobias game. And just like, dude, this is it. Like, you want to be the guy. You want to, like, he's not complaining about the way that, you know, that Harden complained as far as like sacrifice and I don't get to do what I want kind of thing. And he has sort of reverted as he kind of always does. He reverts back to the old Tobias. And Nick Nurse is like, go be an offensive rebounding guy. Go be a transition guy. Go be anything. He's just always but be he just Toby he you get you get like a 10 game stretch where he's doing other stuff and then it just sort of reverts back to the way that it was and it always leaves you a little bit lacking a little bit wanting more but he played 38 minutes and he wasn't good enough and this was the game that he he could have been yeah so onto the the good stuff i
0: i patrick beverly Hitting the like being the the fucking offensive force and the energy force that he was in this game yeah. is stunning. Offensive in a number of ways and a an energy in a number of ways that seem like he's been saving it up for like years or something. Some blow some blow and floaters and step back threes and like I was sure Two every step shot back, was going one over Jalen
2: Brown, one over Luke Cornette that tied it late in the game. It felt like the Celtics kept trying to pull away yeah and just they they were hitting shots man the, patrick beverly for the first three weeks of the season it was like why is he not taking threes why when he does by accident take a three is he short on everything and then the last couple of weeks week or so week or two just been back he was three of five from three tonight hit, a, hit two step backs you just got to be ready to step into it babe that's it yeah. And he, and he was, and he was, the shot was on tonight. He had a couple nice scoops and finishes inside some like pivots off a drive. He had like a pump fake into a spin into a hook shot. He's providing rim pressure, some nice, some really nice stuff. And, and some frustrating stuff that he got, I think, dinged on reputation like that. Jalen Brown punching him in the nuts. In the dick. Yeah. And then, them not, and then Nick Nurse immediately challenging it, rightfully so. And them not overturning that. It's like what what do, we're both we're all looking at it. Yeah, what's the replay for? If this it, isn't like if what, can, what, what are we gonna, doing? If you punched him in the dick and pushed off. So what what is, is there to do? is and it then, possible and, that the, the rule book
0: that they're trying to keep the rule book clean and there's no mention of punching anyone in the dick in
2: the maybe. rule in the rule? Book. Yeah. There's no rule that says dogs can't play in the NBA. Yeah.
0: Um
2: the at the very least, if they go like, hey, we we can't tell for sure if this happened, but at least you get another challenge. Because there's a rule this year, this is a new this year, yeah. That if you win your first challenge, you get a second.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And straight up, like there were times later in the game that <laughs> That like you would have challenged and it's like, well, they already said you lose the challenge when, uh, when Pat Beff got punched in the dick by Jalen Brown and Jalen, Jalen and Jason, just, man, they just push off every time with that offhand all yep. the time. Tatum whines so much for a guy who gets like occasionally gets his wrist touched. He gets fouled like the least of any superstar. Well, because he's, he's, he's either fading or stepping back on every yeah. shot that he takes but he whines so much. Like at least Lucas, like taking it in. He's getting slapped. He's getting hit. They're landing on him. He's getting the guy to jump up, whatever. But Tatum doesn't really do that that much. And he's just constantly complaining to the refs for little stuff. It's very bizarre. And he got ejected. And I think I'm happy about it. Um, they should have won this game, man. It was a frustrating one. Yeah. They gave up 44 points in the first quarter. That's ultimately one to do it. Like the, the, the they the defense bounced back later in the game but they're just i'm saying I, you can tell me to shut up like cuz sure. i say it every podcast they're overhelped like they <laughs> cj p- put up that thing that i sent you they do this all the time <sighs> Is this going to be the AU screenshot? It's the AU screenshot, yeah. There's, but there's like 75 okay.
0: of them. Like, what are we doing? So what we're looking at here is a screenshot where Jason Tatum has the ball at the three-point line and Tobias Harris is in the paint. Gu- 18 feet away from him. What are we doing? 18 feet away, guarding a guy that Patrick Beverly is
2: already guarding. Yes. So so Drew drives yep. into the paint. Yep. Tobias dips down so far. Yeah. And thinks, well, I have plenty of time to get over to Jason. Titt. I just don't understand. How do they watch this? Because not, there's not a ton of practice happening. No, so it's like, not during the season. Right. So it's like they have, they're just watching a lot of film and running and doing shoot-arounds. And so when they're watching film and they see this, would you rather Drew Holiday take a contested mid-range shot into the paint with Papev on him and Mo Bamba behind him, or would you rather Jason Tatum take a catch and shoot three wide open? I'm asking you, Spike. I would I don't want to take the option when Jason
0: Tatum is is shooting a, a wide open three.
2: Yeah, that seems I reasonable that, to me. I, yeah, I just I straight up still. don't understand it. Is it is it that are they being coached this way? I would like the Sixers public relations staff who texts us do tell me the answer. What is it supposed to be? Is the Sixers coaching staff like, yes, this is right. Because Pat Bev is a guy that can, there has to hang with your, the guy you're covering. And don't, are they just watching the ball? Are they just getting distracted? What level of, and this is not just a Nick nurse thing. This is not just a, this year thing. This is years of it. And it's, A ton of NBA basketball, honestly, where it's like everybody's offense knows for a fact that the ideal situation is to get open catch and shoot threes or like layups at the rim and or fouls. And the defense, when they switch to the other side of the court, they go like, we forgot all of that. We don't know anything at all. The stuff that's happening when we're on offense, we don't give a fuck. We, we want to give the this offense, the other team, everything they want. And all you got to do is like, not even beat your guy, but just theoretically dribble towards a possibility where you could beat your guy. And whether it's Tobias or Melton, Melton does this way too much. Way too much. They're helping off of shooters. Melton helped off of Sam Hauser who is only there to shoot, catch and shoot threes. And it's like, guys, this is what they want you to do. Don't you feel gullible doing it? I don't understand. I say it every single podcast. I can't imagine this is interesting to listen to, but I say it every single podcast and I need the Sixers to make a public statement to me about this situation because it happens too much and I feel bad for the listeners, but I keep saying it. Right what else we- am I supposed to say? This is half of it. They gave up forty-four points in the first fucking half because they just kept leaving shooters first to score. help on a guy who might take it contested. Too. What are we doing?
0: The right Ricky Sanchez podcast is brought to you by Mortgage CS. Uh Mortgage CS CS. What does it stand for? That's a weird name. It stands for concierge service. You know, if you're in for concierge service, you're going to get treated right. Mortgage CS is going to make you a VIP, C-S-V-I-P. Treat you right. They're an independent mortgage broker. They are based right here in the area. They have no ties to any banks that you do not know about. So you know, when you go to Mortgage CS to get a mortgage, that they are they are dedicated to one person. That is to you, they are going to work with you to get you the best loan for your home. They are going to work with you to explain the entire process to you. They are going to be available to you morning, noon, night. They are good people who care and want you to be happy and informed and also, and also satisfied with the loan that you get for your home. They're great. Mortgage CS. Call or text Ben, their CEO, who will be available for you. Whenever you need them, whoever you're working with in Mortgage CS will be available for you whenever you need them. 267-391-7425. 267-391-7425. Here's another reason to mo- use Mortgage CS and don't just Google uh, the biggest mortgage company. You go and you put your information into it when you Google one of the first you know, five results when you Google a mortgage company, what's gonna happen is you're gonna get called by fucking five mortgage companies for the rest of your fucking life. They're gonna send you emails, they're gonna call you. Mortgage CS does not do that. Another thing... As I mentioned, these big ones, they have deals with banks, so you don't know really in your heart whether they're leaning you to one bank or another bank for them or for you. That is not what Mortgage CS does. Every Ricky listener who has gone to Mortgage CS and worked with them for a mortgage has been thrilled, has told us about it, has felt good about it. You will, too. Go to MortgageCS.com slash Ricky to schedule a consultation or call or text your CEO Ben right now. In fact, I want somebody who's listening live now, watching live now, text Ben and ask him why the Sixers over help on defense every time. 267-391-7425. Someone in the chat do it. 267-391-7425. Let us know what Ben says. If you don't believe me, you should. Search on Google. You'll see. Mortgage CS has tons of five-star reviews. Again, mortgagecs.com slash Ricky or call or text Ben 2673917425. This advertisement not a commitment to extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity. Mortgage broker, all loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS 1464766. Visit mortgagecs.com slash Ricky for more information. You know, back to something good. DeAnthia Mountain continues this heater he's been on for like three weeks now, for like a month now. He was... Great in this game, both defensively and offensively, I thought. A sick block, by the way. But I've yeah. I've continued to be impressed with him, like, offensively. He's not just a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. Like, he shoots contested. He can take step back. He's very confident. He lets it fly. I thought it, he was—and and I thought, you know, Bob Myers definitely needs some lessons on color commentary. But I thought his point, as soon as Melton went out, that the Sixers were in trouble— yeah. Was
2: was, you know, they needed him. They really needed him. And he played great tonight. Yeah, 4-12 from deep. Just the volume is something that they needed. Um, just active everywhere. My, one of my favorite. One of the reasons I'll always love him. Like, he missed a three. He hustles to get his own rebound. Rises up. Gets a contested rebound. And it's just like, that's... I love that kind of athleticism and, like, willingness to take the shot. He's not an excellent shooter. He's a good shooter. He looks balanced on his step backs. His step backs are not, like... He's not getting crazy. You know, Maxi gets so much Separation. distance on his yeah. setbacks.
1: Yeah.
2: Mel- Melton just gets a little bit of a bounce to get it off, but he shoots it high, and he's... I mean, this is just a solid shooter. It really is very helpful. He had 21 points tonight. Um, Attack the rim, had a couple, a couple nice finishes. I want to give him some credit for that, but, you know, he has one... <laughs> he had one at the end of the first quarter when he goes in, and it looked on first watch like he shot it backwards, and I thought yeah you got to pick out the bad one you're that tracks out the bad. yeah <laughs> but he, it did get blocked it got blocked by banton by banton i watched it in slow motion um he, he ended up fouling out and they were and they were pretty hopeless without him but it was a solid mountain game made a bunch of nice plays is just like a helpful helpful player you know if he's your fifth best player you are in you're in good shape i thought it was a he's just you know shot's gonna come and go decision making around the rim is gonna be pretty bad turn the ball over too many times on some kind of weak, stupid he, stuff. He had to do too much. You know, he had that, to do too, too much. Absolutely. Is, yeah. And that's, and that's why I, I wrote the article in the newsletter this week, right? Strictly Sanchez.com slash newsletter um, about just needing another guy who can handle the ball, who can yeah. get into the, get into the paint. And, and Beverly kind of proved that wrong to tonight. As far as if Maxi was there and Beverly is this guy every night, as far as beating his guy off the dribble and a willingness to shoot. That's very nice. He's still not he's, like, he's not a creative passer. He sort of has tunnel vision, Beverly, as as a you know, guy with the ball in his hands. But uh but he did enough to be like, yes, in the eight minutes that Maxi will miss in the playoffs, like Beverly is fine. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind them giving other guys a shot, whether it's extended Corkma's run, who didn't play well tonight. No. Um or what the fuck happened to him,
0: man. He was good, wasn't he? Or am I crazy? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he, I mean like he you was know, playable. He needs he needs beat there. Yeah. Um no, I think he, like he did general. lead the lead the like, Sixers in plus minus tonight, plus four in fifteen minutes. Um or like a Javante Smart or Turkavion Smith or like minor upgrades elsewhere. Like just try it. It's just it's worth trying because they, they need they're they're so dependent on Maxi, it's crazy. Maybe it's not like I was thinking is Tobias do do you run more Tobias pick and rolls without a point guard in there? Do you just decide if we can't Fuck get him transition opportunities, we go? No. Wow. The no. Ricky Zone, Tobias Harris. No. Fuck him. No. I'm so mad at him for tonight's yeah, he, game. He had a tough game. He's had a tough. He's had a tough stretch. He had a good start to the season and a tough stretch.
0: You know, uh, Dan Dan Olinger tweeted during the game that he just can't understand how last year Robert Covington was out of the Clippers' rotation. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't. He is so disruptive on defense. He's great he is so disruptive. He had five, now he ended with five seals, but five seals and a half of basketball tonight. And every time someone, his hands are so quick. And, and Mike, not only does he have quick hands, but he reaches in a way that a lot of guys get called for fouls. Like he, he has good quick hands where he's not getting nailed for fouls when he does it. He's, he's excellent, man. Like Robert Covington is an excellent player. Like he, he has become a really excellent player and he was great tonight too. He was great defensively, hit a couple of big threes, you know, thought he played a good game. You know, he's again at, at the end, a couple of
2: possessions, you probably, that's not what you want Robert Covington doing, but they were down to, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Showed his limitations. Drew pulled the chair on him one time. It was, it was a nice play on Drew's part. Um, but he's at least capable especially around Embiid and Maxi to do some stuff, 18 points on nine shots, seven of seven from the line, Um, three of six from deep, five steals and a block, got a bunch of tough rebounds, a couple offensive. He immediately comes in and gets two pokeouts and a catch and shoot three. Like he just just makes shit happen. He played 30 minutes tonight. I would let him, there's no, there's very rarely a situation. It's hard to conceive of a situation where I would believe, yes, I want Tobias playing more minutes than than Covington. No, yeah. If maybe the only situation is Embiid is playing, Maxie is not. But if they're probably going to get fucked in that game anyway. So it's like, Covington is a better defensive player than Tobias. He's a more willing shooter than Tobias. He moves the ball faster than Tobias. Both of them you know, Covington has proven to be a more willing cutter than Tobias. Um, and Tobias has been, he's finished around the rim. He's had a couple of nice finishes tonight around the rim. Like there's, there, there's helpful stuff there. I don't, you know, I with Mike O'Connor who writes for the Ricky, like he wants to just trade Tobias in an Ananobi trade. And I'm like, why you could just trade more Marcus Morris and, and get both. Mm. Um, and tonight is not a good night to make that case. But when he's playing efficient basketball, it's helpful to have him out there. And he has made a number of helpful mid range shots, bully ball shots. You got the wrong guy covering him. He's going to take you into the post and, and take an eight footer over your head type thing. But
0: if Ananobi's on the team, Ananobi's on the team, I, w- Ananobi's on the team, I, I wouldn't want to
2: Harris on the team. Yeah, I mean, that's MOC's position. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I don't know how you don't take every minute he gets and between Batum Covington and on the Novi, there's all of tobias Harris's minutes i i just i can't imagine i can't imagine wanting tobias Harris on the team in that in that situation well
2: there's certainly no no reason for him to play 38 minutes tonight in a game that he wasn't good in um maybe maybe you could say melton foul trouble whatever but um yeah it wasn't it's good freaking, that. yeah it's brutal and i didn't think it was a good marcus morris game he had some well, he, shots he didn't He's really gonna... even play in the second half
1: yeah, I mean, he played yeah. twenty eight
2: minutes. That's like, like it's yeah. he was playing. He played more than Covington for much of the game until he didn't play m- most of the fourth. He's just like, guys are just going to shoot every, make every shot around him. It's just going to keep happening. He's he hits a couple shots. It's nice. He did, you know, have a nice block on Jalen Brown earlier in the game. Like he's played better than he has earlier in the season. I want to give him credit for that, but he shouldn't be in a rotation on a good team.
0: Oh, he shouldn't. I forgot. I forgot the Celtics fans are listening live.
2: There I forgot go. they come. Uh, Eat, but yeah, nice coming to game. I thought there were yeah. some there. Were, <laughs> I want to <laughs> I'm going to give you some. You're going to sh- shoot this down. But like in the same way that Mo, Bamba, Mo Bamba played a little better in last game and then he played well tonight. He had two threes. He had five offensive rebounds. I thought he looked hungrier. A couple put back dunks. Those were helpful. He played well. But Mike, can I
0: ask you this? Do you think I could strip the ball from Mo Bamba? Yeah, I, I probably do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's, yeah. I think you'd uh, be pretty distracted. Worried, I think you'd be worried, pretty distracted
2: by your dildo leg. Yeah. Um, he had a I'm couple two Carolina. really, really big threes off of Pat Beverly passes. Like, that's uh, how long have I been wanting a stretch for? Stretch five. We've been doing this podcast for 10 years. And Mo and Bebop Paul just hitting threes. Yeah. B-ball. Backing up Joel Embiid. By the way, the B-ball back down of Al Horford. Well, we'll get to B-ball. I want to say, let me finish the thing. In okay. the same way that I saw a little bit at a bomb, but like he's turning a corner in last game, even though he didn't actually statistically do it and then had a good game this week, this this game, I saw a couple KJ Martin turning the corner plays tonight where he didn't play well tonight, but there were a couple plays that guy stinks, but there were a couple plays that I was like, that's feeling good. You're getting a little bit more comfortable. A couple like finger rolls that rimmed out. It's like, bro, you're the most athletic player on the court. And also you're a six, six. Like you just got to, you got to dunk everything. Grow up. I like him as a threat, a lob threat, a roll guy, all that stuff. Um, but man, yeah, he had a three on one with just Tatum back and Tatum slapped it down off his knee. And it's like either you get fouled there or you dunk or you throw a pass to somebody else to get an easy layup like you can't three on one turn the ball over that's embarrassing but I'm anticipating that you know it looks like is pretty close to being back it seems like Batum's not going to be out for a while well, whatever, Oubre whatever. play but on if, Wednesday Oubre, they said Oubre is he is playing like, okay yeah, well if, K, play if KJ was had like one more game then I do think that you'd start to see like oh that's a helpful play mm, I don't think so <laughs> maybe not but i like the athleticism you're you're not gonna you're you have enough athleticism and a willingness to to roll hard and you got some good. i'm happy to i'm happy to have you here yeah. but there's in a, in a different you know he'd be such a nice process of sixer first of all we know yes. that wow, um, and now the sixers are like flush with wings who can do stuff and so he's a little bit less necessary because like, um, he stinks well, he just says not as good as Covington and Bamba and, or sorry, Covington and Ubre and uh, Batum and all that stuff. So it's, he's just not going to be able to get comfortable. So he's probably back in, out of the rotation. And Dan then, House has been out all that stuff. Can we talk about beatball now? Let's, let's, let's talk see. about b-ball, Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the back down,
0: the. <laughs> several times. Several times. Cause, and there's, <laughs> I think it was the back down or it was a different play. There were several of them. It wasn't the back. Okay. So there's the back down with like the little hook or whatever. Mm hmm. But then there was one where he was like, <laughs> he was like crossing him over
2: mm-hmm. and then spun around and put him on his back. And then I think shot a fade away. A fade away one-handed floater. Yeah, I counted. I rewound and counted. How many times do you think B-ball dribbled in that play? Oh, eight? It It is exactly eight. Eight oh, is yeah. correct. <laughs> eight is the exact number. He had him in hell. I love it. I love it. I love b Because do. you, you
0: don't, don't know what he's going to
2: fucking do. You don't know what he's going to do. do. He's weird. Let <laughs> him be weird. And that's why Doc never played him. It was uh, malpractice for Doc to never play him as Embiid's backups were getting absolutely torched. And B-Ball did some good stuff. We we didn't talk about it on the last podcast because it was after such a bad loss. But B-Ball calling out Anthony Davis as a flopper. Yes. His... Just Some keep it at 100, keep beautiful it at 50 stuff.
0: times too, as he said.
2: Beautiful stuff from people. Yeah. ball be, com- be the like, you know, I'm trying to think of a wrestling comparison oh. to this, but like he's not the main guy in the stable, but as yeah. like the shit talking guy for the, for the main guy so yeah, he can yeah, get in yeah. the muck with somebody else. Is he the I X-Pac? Yeah, I mean, it's an X-Pac situation while Triple yeah. H is Embiid. I think that's a fair one.
0: Yeah,
2: um, That's awesome. I love it. Uh, B ball with a really nice cut, a heady cut from the corner off of when Boston doubled Tobias, got a dunk out of it. That was good. Uh, hit that above the break three. I mean, six of eight, 14 points. Good stuff. I don't like, he took him out a little bit early for me. 22 minutes in this game. I, I didn't think, well, Bamba was playing well, I guess. Bamba was playing well, but there was, but there's no reason for them to not play together. Like yeah. Marcus Morris is not good enough where you go like, well, he has to be in there. And Reed and Bamba's minutes combined to 42, so there's six minutes that neither of them were on the court, and those were not successful minutes. Um, I I want to see B-ball be empowered to be a Giannis-esque <laughs> havoc maker because he's good. He's fine in the backup sense as a rim protector, but like, and he makes guys make. Take tough shots and all that but stuff. But if he could play with a
0: center, then he can, he can, he can free safety a little bit. As exactly.
2: Yeah. I want
0: to see it. Yeah. I should be allowed to see it. I should be permitted to see well, it. Well, he played with Joel for what? A few minutes during the Laker game, right? He did, didn't he? If I remember correctly, a couple minutes it's maybe?
2: All season, it's been very, very few. Yeah. But right. I loved, I loved him putting, putting Embiid beaten or putting Horford in hell yeah. a couple times in this He's
0: game. He's not, he, like Horford ain't in his head. Like, you know what I
2: mean? Like, Corford
0: might be in Joel's head, but he ain't in he ain't in B-Ball's head.
2: You no. know, B-Ball, Not a lot, thankfully, <laughs> doesn't have anybody in his head. He just has B-Ball in his head. It's his name, it is his profession, and that's what's there. I love him. This would have been the last thing I'll say yeah. about this game. Yeah. Would have been a perfect Kelly Oubre five-assist game.
0: Yeah. Uh, would have wow. been a...
2: Perfect, caliber five this oh, game. So and we when you didn't end get it. Up with
0: zero for the year. You are gonna,
2: you're gonna I am counting. This as one.
0: <laughs> the rights of HS Sanchez podcast is brought to you by LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Mike, how's your? You were doing a whole
2: ring thing with LL. I did, you yeah.
0: The ring thing, it all go yeah. okay so well, far. Well, we sent it.
2: Alyssa yep. put it in the mail the other day. Yep. And I so I am not wearing one now. It's very weird to not have my ring on after ah. my whole life of not wearing a ring. I wear. I don't wear it for two days, and I am just like fidgeting with the. Yep. Area where it used to be. I'm a ring fidgeter as well, and so he'll he'll send that thing all back, and I'll get to play with it. I keep thinking I lost it, but you know, speaking of speaking of wedding rings. So I wore mine into
0: when I had the hip replacement. I wore it into the OR, mm-hmm. into the room, and you're not allowed to wear any jewelry. So one of the the the, the surgeons it's, the, is, it's
2: on the it's on the dildo.
0: Yes, so it's actually in my leg. Mm-hmm. So the one of the surgeons is like, hey you got to give me that ring. I give her the ring. They give me the stuff. I pass out. I get home that night. Ring's gone. Not on my finger. Panic. Call the doctor's office the next day. I'm like, hey, this is what happened. She calls me back five minutes later. She goes, check your jacket pocket. The ring's in the jacket pocket. LL's in the jacket pocket. Yeah. (laughs) LL Paworski Jewelers. LL is the first advertiser on the Ricky over 300, to Ricky Sanchez, listeners have purchased engagement rings from LL. He is an outstanding person. He is honest. He is not going to pressure you. He is going to treat you amazing, no matter whether you're spending $1,000 on an engagement ring, $100,000 on an engagement ring, maybe slightly better with $100,000, but only slightly. He, wa- he is so intent on giving you the best service possible that he does not. The store is not like open. You have to make an appointment to go there. And the reason he does that is not to be difficult. No, no, no. He wants to make sure that he has the proper time to spend with you. He wants to talk to you beforehand to ask you what you'll need. And then he can lay everything out for you and who, maybe you're bringing the person that you're proposing to. Maybe you're bringing that person's mother and sister, whatever. He wants the situation to be perfect. He, I, I trust him implicitly. I would have let him do the surgery on my hip. Wow. That's how much I trust LL. Dildo
2: surgery. Dildo in the hip.
0: 215 627 2252 is the number you want to call to make an appointment. He has had his store at 707 Walnut for over three decades. You could also email him, lee at llpavorsky.com, tweeted him at llpavorsky, a generous donor to our charities, Province Animal Center and Mama T's Community Fridge, LL Pavorsky Jewelers. How have I never gotten drunk with LL? Uh-huh. hmm. How about So we're we're done with this fucking game
2: Right I think It would have been a nice Should play. count as a win Yeah Half a point Moral victory For yeah. sure Right Big time Big time And I All like right. I would have been so annoyed If they fucking If Maxi was Friggin 40% And Nick Nurse goes like Well I'm gonna play him 41 minutes I would have been so annoyed by it So I'm happy he's out Just like fucking rest Guys are sick It's December first. This game doesn't matter. They have a bunch of very, very winnable games over the next two weeks. The playoffs. What if Maxi got like bronchitis? I would be furious. He didn't play. He didn't play. I know, but I'm always mad at the idea that he could have.
0: He didn't play. He didn't play.
2: He didn't play. Yeah, we got. I mean, Sixers do have a good a good stretch. Yes, coming
0: up a couple of Wizards games, Bulls game, and then Pistons. Yeah, Pistons. Two Pistons games. Yep, Hornets coming up. Before we get to the system update and Star Hunter, we haven't done this in a while. I feel like off of the LL thing, I feel like me and Mike each having a an adult beverage. It's a good time for Brian Colangelo relationship advice. A relationship advice theme song from Eliza Hardy Jones, our own Eliza Hardy Jones, on the Eagles' fifty-three man roster, on the Eagles' fifty-three man Eliza roster. Eliza Hardy Jones on War on, in War on Drugs, of course. Yep. Now, uh, you know, I was going to say mother of a child. Yes, mother of a child. She and uh, and Andrew, congratulations, which we've we've already done. But uh, this comes from we don't say the name. I, I, he didn't say not to say the name, but I'm not going to say it. This comes oh. from Anthony. Hey, guys, my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend, 29, and I, 31, have been together for nine months. Our relationship is great. I dare say L.L. Pavorsky will receive a call in two to three years if all continues to go well. Wow. In a short two to three years. My only concern is our pet situation. I've lived most of my life with dogs, but currently only have a small four-year-old cat. Shout out, cats. My girlfriend has a large three-year-old Pitbull-Rottweiler mix. He's a very lovable buffoon, but he is also a bite risk. Uh, he doesn't expound on what, the, and specifically why we think he's a bite risk. But anyway, we currently live in separate apartments in the same same complex around New Year's. We were going to bring separate our pets- Separate apartments, same complex. Yeah. Around New Year's, we were going to begin bringing our pets together as we're considering renting a house together after our lease ends next winter. However, I'm having second thoughts because of the pets- I don't think my cat will be happy living in a house with a dog it fears. The dog is so much bigger, it isn't well-trained, and it's very energetic. I can't see my cat ever being comfortable around the dog. I'm considering asking to push our potential move date one to two years back. I would hope the dog calms down with age. If he doesn't, I think the worst case scenario is we live in a duplex and have the pets forever separated. Am I taking this too far by overthinking it? Any feedback is helpful. Thanks, guys. I have yeah. no thoughts on this. You got to let them work through it. Yeah. Let them work through it. He, he, here's the thing, man. I think you are projecting your own fears onto your cat. You're saying your cat's scared of the dog. Cat's never even met the dog, bro. Cat's even never, never even met the dog. Let the cat met, meet the dog. See how it goes. You know, I'll tell you from experience, I had a cat. It was my first pet ever, Alabama, God rest her soul. I lived with Alabama, Alabama lived with me and my wife and we adopted Rebel. And because we adopted Rebel from Aruba, we did not have a chance for them to meet beforehand. We were terrified. We brought Rebel home in the middle of the night. Alabama had never lived with another animal as long as I had had her. Rebel walks into the house, they touch noses. They never had a bad day, not once ever. And I reminded my wife, now I don't know the size of this cat. she was worried, well what if what if Alabama she's so much smaller than the dog? She can also jump on top of the fridge in like a moment's notice. She can cl- get through holes that the dog can't get. The cats are pretty Cats are savvy. Cats are savvy, they're survivals, they're sur- survivors. I, I think the dog is bigger, it doesn't matter. I, I think you gotta you, I think you gotta try for a night. And see how it goes, and then try for another night and see how it goes. Not a reason to
2: push a move in by several years.
0: No, it, it, just to hope the dog calms down. Like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze you, but this, it, if you're, look, here's what I would tell you to think about: if you're not ready to move in with her, don't move in with her yet.
2: Like, if you're not he's ready, he's saying there's an LO call, so I don't know if it's a in two to three years. That's three times as long as they've even been dating. Yeah, but they haven't lived together yet. Yeah, he's ready that's to, what I'm to say saying. L- LL call. So I don't think it's if he's if he's saying LL call in the email regardless of how much time it's going to be. Yeah. I don't think it's like and I'm scared. I feel like you could just evo- you could have not said the LL piece. So I don't think it's simply a I'm scared relationship-wise. I think it might just be I'm worried about my cat, which is fine. I'm saying you got to work through it. I think you gotta yeah, work, work through too. it too. And what I would do is I would,
0: I would have like, look, you live in the same complex, walk over, have her walk over to your apartment with the dog and see how it goes. Maybe they'll fucking love each other, you know? Just give it a try, give it a try. That would be my my advice is to give it a try. And then in two to three short years, <laughs> you'll be calling LL, two to three short years. Mike, let's go star hunting. Of course, Star Hunting, our segment we do every pod, as Daryl now is armed with first round picks, the ghost of Jaden Springer, salaries that he can trade to improve oh, yeah. the team. Expirings, for sure. Expirings. Let's go to the voicemail line for our first Star Hunter suggestion 833 Lickface.
1: What up, Spike Mike and CJ, Nick from Atlanta. Star Hunter uh, call here. My star that I kind of want the Sixers to keep an eye on is DeJounte Murray. It's not really working out in Atlanta between he and Trey Young. It seems like when Trey has a good game, Murray has a bad game. When Murray has a great game, Trey has a bad game. They just don't seem to fit well. I think he would fit very well with Tyrese Maxey. They can both put pressure on the rim. Murray can guard. He's not an elite defensive player like he was billed in San Antonio. I think it helped a lot that he played next to other defensive backward players. You pair him with Trey Young and all of a sudden it's like, Well, he's not a, he's not what we thought he was. He's a he, I think if you put him next to Maxi, at least offensively, I think it would work very well. You have two guys who can drive downhill, hit shots from every level of the court. I think that Maxi's ability to play off-ball, unlike Trey Young, would absolutely help out Murray. Murray has developed... A- All right, Nick
0: from Atlanta getting a little wordy there. That's on <laughs> me. <laughs> Love you, Nick from Atlanta. DeJounte Murray. Mike, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I mean, look- Nice player. Raised his volume from three to a career high. Oh, no. CJ, do you see this? Five, uh, almost six attempts per game. Almost eight, 30, 38%. Very solid. He's a very good defensive player. He can get to the rim. Can't get in the paint. Solid passer. I just don't know. Like He's better than De'Anthony Melton for sure. But is he like all the picks we have to offer better than De'Anthony Melton? And that's, and that's the, the question I have. So I, I, also think the Hawks are nine and nine right now. I think they're going to see this thing through. It's, it's tough. There's guys that you go like, yeah, that's a B minus. And so I think DeJounte Murray would be a B minus. I think, you know, Marcus smart. Would be a B minus. Jeremy Grant would be a B minus. I mean, in a different direction. Zach Levine,
1: Ugh.
2: offensively, would be interesting, but defensively tough. And and I was talking to a buddy who's a uh, Bulls fan. Like Levine's never played in a meaningful game. No. So there's, I guess, there's hope that he could could he could play he could better defense. Occasion. Yeah. When when it matters, I don't know how much that is, but that's that's a speculative thing. So Dejounte Murray. No, wouldn't be in my top five of guys I would want. I think he's a
0: loser. A loser? Yeah, I don't think he passes the eye test to me. I think he's one of these guys that thinks he's better than he is. And he is a conceptual player. He is a put him next to player. He is a, you know, hey, you can put him next to our guard who can't guard. And all of a sudden, he will. He is a good athlete. He's got good size. He's Melton with more ball skills. Yeah, he is skilled. He's stronger than like he's he's bigger physically than Melton. Mm -hmm. But a couple inches taller, yeah. But but also, he for a guy that you think is not going to be like a ball dominant player. When I watch him, I think he thinks that he's that guy, and Mm. like I think that people think he's Drew Holiday. But he's not Drew Holiday. That's what I think about DeJounte Murray. Wouldn't want him on the team. Wouldn't want him on the team. Who do you want? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. You know, I I don't have my heart set on anybody,
2: I think. I talk, I, I tend to talk myself out of players. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, when you look around, you go like, man, There's so many guys that are like kind of in this tier, which is like what the 26th to 42nd, yeah. best player in the league, yeah. And you go, like, Look at all these guys, they could be, and those teams are not doing so good, yeah. so maybe they would want to trade. They're possible, you don't have to convince yourself of like, Oh, it's just Mikhail Bridges or Bust or Paul George or Bust or whatever, that's not going to happen. But there's other guys that you're like, Yeah, that's pretty, that'd be pretty good. But then so, you go like, how much better is that guy than what they already have? What they already have. Like that—that's we, we got a call. Um, I won't play it,
0: but he was like begging the Sixers not to trade for Alex Caruso. He's like, it's just don't trade
2: a first for Alex Caruso. And that I really feel strongly that it's going to take more than just a first. Maybe well, it's. I, a, I said that. I think it'll take two. I think it'll take two firsts. Two for Alex I, Caruso. I would like to be a sort of fly on the wall for what it takes. I I would like to not be in that bidding Can where I like honest, you're in an auction if, draft of a fantasy league and you go like i'm interested to see how high this goes but if, i'm not involved in it but i don't know i i maybe it takes a first run pick and like two seconds and a young player that's interesting i, think, I definitely wouldn't trade two firsts for him because that would be you, that that's the move if you're trading for alex caruso you are you
0: should be an inch from a championship yeah And I don't think the Sixers are an inch from the championship. I have two emails I wanted to read you because I thought they were both interesting. One you will like, and the other one is an interesting thought experiment for Star Hunter. This comes from Jimmy to write Sanchez at gmail.com. Hi, Spike, Mike, CJ, and Mr. President. Mikkel Bridges is the absolute perfect players to slot onto this team. And fans would 100% be in on him given the history. Sure. It also feels impossible that Brooklyn would trade him, which led me to thinking about some creative offers that would
2: make the trade at least theoretically possible. Yeah. We put Tracy McGrady in a time machine (laughs) and we get a bunch of drugs. This train of thought led me to an interesting question.
0: Would you trade Tobias Harris, Marcus Morris, and all of your picks and swaps for Macau... Oh, sorry. Wrong button. Was that a
2: baby sound? It was a baby. <coughs> what the fuck? For Macau Bridges. <laughs> Just has access to baby sound. Ten years of this podcast, never used baby sound. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's one it. button, baby sound. Been there the whole time.
0: Outside of the picks...
2: um.
0: Okay. Tobias Harris, Marcus Morris, and all the picks for Mikel Bridges and Ben Simmons. Outside of the picks, taking the rest of that contract for expiring deals may be the best value we can offer the Nets. The free agency strategy probably makes more sense for them as well, considering they have actual success in attracting stars recently. Would, would getting Mikael Bridges be a reasonable package be worth bringing back Ben Simmons and his contract? It's interesting.
2: Oh, I like that. You're saying it's interesting. I like I mean, I like it. Well, this is why money. I wanted it's this is money. why I wanted in like the, you know, targeting Lonzo and going like, well, <laughs> Lonzo's interesting because like if a better, you know, cheap less cheap organization with a better medical staff, not that the Sixers are known for their <laughs> tremendous medical staff, uh mm-hmm. are if they can do that then maybe it's possible. I don't think Brooklyn is willing to do that. I think it's more likely than just saying here's all we have for Mikael, I think they're not trading for pretty much anything it's more likely if they go all right you get to get off of Ben Um, and I like it on a theoretical standpoint I think it is a an honorable thing when when you when you put together a a fake trade and there's like hey we'll take we know we're getting a better player but we will take your bad shit and that's interesting to me and I think it is saucy Mm -hmm. you know as far as Ben's return goes uh, I don't think that Brooklyn does it, and I don't think. I think the Sixers would do it though. I don't know how pumped Joel would be about it, but I do think that. <laughs> well, Ben would never play again. He's also
0: he he. All of a sudden, we we had the update a week ago that you know he has a nerve thing, and and we'll hear from him in a week. And it's one of these things where we won't hear from him again this year. I think this so, year, you think you think yeah, Dennis he's not the year? He, he's not playing again this year. I don't think wow. Yeah. So final trade only because it is. Uh, a team that you love talking about, right? Sanchez at gmail.com. My magic? Your magic. Let's go. This comes from Anthony. Hi, Spike, Mike, and CJ. Been thinking about star hunting for a while. By the way, I would say 70% of our emails and voicemails are star hunting. (laughs) Been thinking about star hunting for a while and how Daryl said they will likely not get what they need from a single player they get in return. What if they could get it from two? Sixers get. Jonathan Isaac. Jalen Suggs, Goga Bataze. Bataze. Magic get Marcus Morris, Bball Paul, Jaden Springer, Pat Bev. It says various draft capital. I think you got no, that's it. Insane. You're no. you're probably getting you no. don't want it. No. 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 Jonathan Isaacs love- are really good.
2: Well, he does Is he's he? never healthy. We, yeah, we, yeah, he's theoretically good. Yeah, no. Yeah. He's a, like a, a an intriguing bench role player but he's he has so clearly not proven anything in the playoffs playing like very few minutes per game a really intriguing defensive player but no he's signed to a big contract no 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 and i like Jalen sucks but no the rights ricky sanchez podcast is brought
0: to you by not trading b-ball paul what are we doing i know well, I don't think we can trade b-ball, Paul.
2: December. We're in December. Two weeks. Right. We are in December.
0: The Race Ricky Sanchez podcast is brought to you by Briggs Auction, the official auction of the process, a four-generation family-owned and operated auction house in Garnet Valley. Everybody loves, loved the Black Friday sports memorabilia and sneaker sale. I got three pair of sneakers. I sent them to CJ. They're fucking Awesome. I got, I uh, won three lots in the Black Friday sale. CJ, did you get any of the lots
3: in the Black Friday sale? I, I lost the two that I bid on, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. And I was like, I was like seven minutes out, highest bidder. And then like I went to do an errand and I got up it. So uh, tough luck. F- fucking loser. The only one now that they're doing
0: real estate now, Mike. They have, they had a house up in Westchester a week ago and they have one in Gap, PA. CJ, where's Gap? Is it like, do you want to Google it? the Oxford Reading? Valley Mall. Is that where it is? I'm sure the Oxford Valley Mall has a gap. <laughs> no, not a gap, but gap PA. Anyway, look, here's that's the great thing about Briggs auction. We're talking about sneakers CJ and I were bidding on. CJ's got some vintage clothes from there. I got some like vintage fucking posters, collectibles, art, furniture, one of a kind furniture. It's everything. That's the greatest thing about Briggs. You gotta download the app. Download the app in the App Store or Google Play, B R I G G S or go to Brigsauction.com. What I suggest is you go in there once a week and see what they have. Cars in these auctions. Cars. Records. Fucking there were two Jim Tomey bats in the, the auction this past week. Oh, hell it's yeah. it is fun. Jim Tomey, who is the really the inflection point for the yep. Phillies. I suggest you go to BriggsAuction.com or check the app every week. The bidding is fun. There's cool shit there. Any Bobby I, Abreu stuff? I haven't looked, but you could you could check. I I'm sure they notified. have had I Bobby need to Abreu. be notified of any new Bobby Abreu stuff. The Bobby Abreu. We, we should do a pod all on Bobby Abreu. I'm sure we have. Dismantle the myth of, of Bobby the, Abreu. He's the best. The, the millennial myth of Bob, Bobby Abreu. He's fantastic. If you win an auction... Pickup is easy by appointment during the week or Saturday's open pickup. Tom in the Twitch chat is a big Briggs auction guy. Am I right, CJ? Tom's a big Briggs auction
2: guy. Yeah, it's a millennial thing to to like baseball players who are good at everything. Bobby Abreu, who oh, fast who's, who's teams, field. whose team was magically better once he left. It's baseball. Yeah,
0: it happens. It it's happens.
2: a different sport. You can't have one guy just carry a whole team. It's baseball.
0: Uh, info at com. If you're downsizing, you want to auction stuff yourself. Otherwise, BriggsAuction.com. BriggsAuction, the official auction of the process. Now, before we get to the finalists for naming Dan Ollinger's column, Mike, there was something that appeared on Instagram today, and I would like to give credit to the person who sent it to us, to the Ricky Instagram. Of course, I never checked the Ricky Instagram. It's only... Um, It's only CJ, so I don't know... Wait, hold on. Was it... There, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff, who sent us this. Mike, this video appeared on Instagram uh, within the last 48 hours. CJ, show it to him.
2: James Harden, master of the swish. He swishes here, swishes there, swishes everywhere. Pinky in swishes. Pinky out swishes. And let's not forget the euro swish. Because that's how real swishers do. Swish. There it is. Work hard. Play harden. Mike, your thoughts. People gotta stop with this fucking British shit, man. (laughs) That's your reaction. It's such... Fucking... Guy's a British accent. Yeah, got to be funny. Yeah, it's the not sa- the same fucking music. Yeah, as everything. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I would say. I will say, mm-hmm. Harden's performance you better than I would good. have expected. Certainly better than I would have expected. Absolutely.
0: But so, our new writer.
2: How much is he swishing? Realistically, he, James Harden.
0: No, come on. Not that much. He's not drinking that wine kidding there's no way he's drinking that wine
2: and there are still just two flavors and it's a red and a red blend is that yes. what it is
0: it's something for everyone
2: yeah, <laughs> i guess it's true people gotta stop i guess it's he is <laughs> satisfying he is satisfying everybody's different palates of so a variety of palates but there's brought, a red and there's one
0: that's a red blend i guess brought that's right. a second drink somebody in the chat asked if i was just drinking vodka neat and then called me a psychopath and the answer is Yes, I drink everything neat. So Dan Olinger is the writer for Writes Ricky Sanchez, newest writer for Writes to Ricky Sanchez.com. Dan underscore Olinger, O-L-I-N-G-E-R. He was going to go up to Boston, but he decided not to go up to Boston. But he will be, I think, covering the Sixers-Hawks game for us on Wednesday. Anyway, his new column needs to be named. And we gave a bunch of suggestions during the last one. And Mike has whittled those suggestions down. CJ, I would ask that you put this poll in the Spotify, in the YouTube, on the Twitter. Are we good for that? Here are the four options. The first option, the Danny. The second option, obsessive little details. The third option, ollie oop. O-L-L-I-E. Get it? Oli-oop. Specifically because the Sixers don't Don't do not have Oli-oops. Yeah. A very failed Oli-oop tonight with FERC and Mobamba. I don't know if you remember that. We got a basket interference on Mobamba because the pass was so bad. I do remember that. And then the fourth one, the linger. At the intersection of Sixers and scout culture. That is a Mike suggestion, right? The linger? Yeah, that was me, yeah. So we will let the voting go on until the next pod. I think that's probably fair. Sure. Uh, so there are the four options. The four options are the Danny, obsessive little details, only oop and the linger. There we go. Uh,
2: do a couple of emails before we get Which is obviously a playoff of the ringer. Yes. At the intersection of sports and pop culture. S- sports, sports, sports and, and pop, pop culture, culture. The sports and whatever the fuck. I Shout before. out
0: Kill a Cow. Did he kill a cow? A couple of emails before we get out of here. This comes from Ben, right? sanchez at gmail.com. Hey, Spike and Mike. Basketball question. Embiid has clearly elevated his game. I was thinking about this earlier after the Laker game, actually. Embiid has clearly elevated his game, once again, averaging 6.5 assists so far this season. What has does he have to do to win MVP again?
2: Oh, I don't give
0: a fuck. Do you think he can overcome the media narrative from last year? I do think he can. Do you think Embiid could win MVP again?
2: I don't care. You don't care at all? Don't care. I hope he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Embarrassing. I felt embarrassed I felt ashamed. Oh, I didn't. Last year. Yes, you did.
0: No, I did not.
2: Last year during the playoffs?
0: Well, but but I would have felt embarrassed whether he won the MVP or not. I'm happy he won the MVP.
2: Yes, at the time we were happy that Embiid won the MVP. But in the playoffs, we felt embarrassed that... As as the Sixers totally went down in just dis- embarrassing fashion, and Embiid failed to show up for most of Game Six and all of Game Seven, we there was a collective, "This is embarrassing that we ever rode for anybody." And then the you know the award was handed out shortly after, like.
0: I would love for him to win back-to-back the 3
2: What an embarrassing thing that was. It was it was disgusting. So I don't care. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to- Do you think he could? No.
0: Okay. Non-basketball question. Has anyone ever pointed out that Mike can't say the word inherent inherently? It's come up a bunch of times in recent episodes. I've never noticed this before. Do you have trouble with that word?
2: Oh, I think I say inherently. Oh, I don't think that's inherently. how you say it. Either way. Yeah. I've heard of both. Sometimes they say the other way.
0: You know, I feel like you know. So I listened to Sharp's uh, podcast. One of them, Sharp Tech, with Ben Thompson, and both of them pronounce mispronounce like words all the time. I wonder if there's a thing over the last, I don't know, fifteen years, as texting has, like if if people have communicated less and less by voice and more and more by written word, that they don't hear words as much as they used to. Hmm. Maybe I think that's maybe possible.
2: I mean, I think less about texting and more just a uh, a diminishing of expertise mm. actually mattering. Yeah. Maybe it. Maybe that's it. But I think it's relatively common, and maybe it was common then that people just pronounce things wrong because everyone's doing their best, and I'm sure I. Well, I'm not saying you're not doing your best. Well, um, sometimes I'm not. <laughs> We've known this podcast for a long time. You think I'm always doing my best? That's crazy. No, just as a, as a person, I think you're doing your best
0: overall. Yeah. W- yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more voicemail, one more email. This came from 833 Lickface. Um, I'm bringing this up because you say that you're a fan of this team.
1: Hey, y'all. This is
3: Josh from Binghamton. Not a Sixers fan, but fan of the pod. I'm a miserable Pistons fan. And if any of you Sixers fans ever want to think about what life would have been like without the process, it's the current Pistons. The process is about being self-reflexive about what's going on, isn't it? And the Pistons are just dog shit with no understanding of what that is for. Anyway... Jigsaw, would you rather have hip replacement surgery or not work for 148 straight days? <laughs> love the talk. You guys are fucking amazing. The Pistons are not.
2: I would rather not work for 148 straight days to be quite honest with you. Oh, spike on strike. Yeah. All right, see you in five months.
0: How are you, you are, you, you like love the Pistons, right? Uh, and they've lost 17 straight games or 15 straight games.
2: They didn't win a game all of November. How, what are your thoughts? I wouldn't say I lo- specifically love the Pistons. I like okay. a lot of players on the on Pistons, the Pistons. Yeah. and they've had they have dealt with a number of injuries. Uh, I'm certainly not a James Wiseman guy. I'm certainly not a Marcus Bagley guy, Marvin Bagley guy. Um, I don't think Isaiah Stewart should be in the starting lineup. I don't think Killian Hayes should be in the starting lineup. But I'm I like Jalen Duran. I like Cade. I really like Asar Thompson. I'm intrigued by Jaden Ivy. Once boy is back, which is pretty soon, he should be helpful. I really, really like Marcus Sasser. Um, there's enough interesting players where they should be more feisty and and they're they're two and seventeen, but their point differential is bad. <laughs> but is that of a it could one and eighteen team. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. The point differential is that of like a four and thirteen yeah. team. Uh I think they will be better once they have more shooting they very clearly they just were missing shooting like it's crazy that they are starting so many non-shooters around a big guard in Cade it, it was insane it was always very weird I've never been a
0: Cade guy doesn't pass the eye test for me
2: he he looked really really good the first couple weeks of the season yeah was doing a lot of special stuff and that's with really really bad spacing um I think that they will go on a small run. Can I predict a small run? For the Pistons? Yeah. What's that? One win? Is a small run for the Pistons winning a game? Can you give, would a small run be like four and two? Yes. Okay. Uh, For a team that's two
0: and 17, I I think that's fair. At some
2: point soon, they will go four and two. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I do think they'll be. Better than the Wizards, maybe better than the Bulls, potentially better than the Hornets, depending on how quickly LaMelo gets back. Uh,
0: th- final email. This comes from Steph. Right, Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. After years of having a star tandem that was really just anyone looks good playing next to Joel Embiid, yes. it's been refreshing to see the way Maxi and Embiid are actually thriving together. It felt rare to see them both having big games rather than the your turn, my turn dynamic. So I looked it up. Maxi and Embiid have already scored 30 plus in the same game more times this season than Harden and Embiid did all of last season, including the playoffs. This isn't as much of a question other than, doesn't it just feel great to have a duo of his stars that complement each other with no passive-aggressive bullshit to deal with? And is it safe to say that Embiid has officially recreated the JJ chemistry only with a much better, less douchey partner? Yeah. And the non-basketball question is, do you guys read books? If so, any recommendations? Yeah. Um, The first thing is, is yes, it does feel very nice. It feels very nice to have a second star that I do not feel conflicted about at all. Felt conflicted about Ben the entire time. Felt conflicted about Harden the entire time. No conflict about Maxi whatsoever.
2: Yeah. It's nice. I mean, that's why I think he's the most, one of the most, part of, I think he's one of the most well-liked players in Philadelphia sports history at this moment. Mm -hmm. And maybe... That goes away once more expectations are placed upon him. But at this moment I think he's one of the most universally well liked players in Philadelphia sports history. It's a it's a joy. Um I do like to read. I just finished the book tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Okay. I liked Who's it. That by? Oh what's her name? Shane. Gabrielle Zevin. Okay. okay. Um I read a couple other things recently that i'm not forgetting
0: so i don't read a
2: lot the drink I, I read like two books a
0: year um because i either get distracted or fall asleep so i will suggest books that i really really loved because the only books that i end up finishing are books that i really really love so i will do two from two authors um uh, I don't usually read a lot of fiction, but these two books I thought were great uh, by Otessa Moshfeg. Um One is called My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which I really love, which is one of my favorite books of the last five years, uh, and Eileen. And then from Chuck Klosterman, Killing Yourself to Live and Fargo Rock City. I think if you love music, um, both of those books are amazing.
2: All right, let's get to the fucking music dunking thing.
0: Ridiculous, oh, I'm so we'll bringing it at back. CJ. We're bringing it back. I'm so th- mad at CJ. I love what are you mad at CJ for? For not
2: siding with you? CJ, did you play ba- do you play basketball currently? Okay. Uh, no, can no, not can we currently. set this up? Not
0: everybody listened to the last pod. Sure. Could just set this up? Yeah. Very very quickly, in the filter in and the last so our last pod after the what game was it? The Pelicans. Pelicans, game. yeah. It got very silly. It was one of my favorite podcasts that we've ever done. And in the filter in, which happens usually only on YouTube, I asked Would you rather be able to dunk with ease or be able to do a sick guitar solo on demand? And it became a debate throughout the entire thing. Mike, of course, wants to easily dunk. CJ and I both pick sick guitar solo on demand. Now, the vote on Twitter, I think for a basketball podcast, very close, 55% pick dunk, 45% pick sick guitar solo. Anyway, Mike, go ahead. Your thoughts on CJ? You're very mad at CJ. Yeah,
2: I just thought that's me and CJ were <laughs> friends. I
3: thought that me and CJ were friends. You, in the do same you way think CJ we, can't be honest? Are, are we yeah. not friends? Because I just think we have different interests.
2: I don't think that CJ. You produce a basketball podcast. Sure. Mm-hmm. He's a person. I'm the I'm idea that you could. Then the you scenes. would rather just go like, hey, hey, everybody, everybody, stop what you're doing and listen to me. Not play in a band where he I'm like playing in a band. Hold on. He could play in a band. just But the specific thing was sick guitar. What was the last word, Spike? Solo. But you solo. Can do,
0: you can do a sick guitar solo in a band. I know, but it's mostly annoying. Wait
2: a minute. When you're it's dunking, mostly annoying. You want to be able to, you want to be able to dunk during a game. I'm dunking for dunk. myself. Allow me to dunk for myself. It is a it is a pure joy of like I can do anything. And it is helpful in a game for a point guard to be able to throw a lob to a guy who can effortlessly dunk. It is not close. If it was a music podcast, then I could see how it would be close. But one thing you can learn. Whoa. Doing guitar Uh to, to be pretty good where you say like, yeah, I can, I guess I can, I can commit myself to doing sick guitar solos and one you can't. I could train a ton and be able to, maybe dunk a little bit, but to effortlessly dunk where I have just easy bounce as a five eleven guy is not something I can just easily attain five, nine and a half. Okay. Can I, I a, a, can, a, a, can, can I bring up?
3: I'm
2: five, 11. I'll fucking, I'll dunk five. on your ass right now. I don't <laughs> even need the. I don't even need the special ability. I will fucking do it. I will break both your hips. I will take the boners out of your hips. The fucking dildos are gone. This?
0: If, 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 I will set this up for the next live pod. That's all I'm saying is that you will be measured at the live next time. Anyway, I've interrupted too much. 100%. CJ, your response.
3: Well, I just want to raise a point that AU brought up in his article today. Great Which article uh, a, a ridiculous
2: article, by the way. Hey, here, I've invented some qualifications and the of the nine or whatever qualifications I've come up with, uh, I guess this one wins. Remarkable. AU, Wait. I'm <laughs> repulsed. I'm absolutely repulsed. Me and Sixers Adam are gonna to go to a desert island, we're gonna fucking dunk and we're gonna survive for as long as we fucking want. Okay? CJ. Fucking
3: ridiculous. Hey, you brought up a great point with the exclusiveness of all about this, of all of this. There's fourteen hundred colleges in America that That's play all, men's basketball. Uh, why are we thinking
1: why
2: is that relevant?
3: There, there's only three hundred and five guitar centers. There's not that many why places is that relevant? to get a guitar. Why is that remotely relevant to anything? It shows that a lot more people are dunking than doing cool guitar solos. No, it's not. You want to be you want to be rare company. You want to be exclusive and only. No, you're I there.
2: don't. I want to be able to dunk.
3: If everyone else, is it is, is dunking cooler though, to then dunk than go
2: deal. like, hey everybody, stop. Listen to why how, do you
0: have to say, hey everybody, stop? Because Will that's what a guitar, a guitar solo, solo is. No, what, what are what you if talking about? What if they come about?
3: to you because you're very good? You're at it. not
2: playing it, within like a context of a of a band and playing good music. You're just playing like, hey, stop. Just me right now.
0: Plenty of great... Look, I I, I could name a lot of them, but like Eddie Van Halen uh, did sick guitar solos in a
2: band that had good songs. But the question is not, are you Eddie Van Halen? The question is, do you do sick guitar solos? Which some random guy who is not in a band making a bunch of money doing anything can do. There are plenty of people who are not in bands that claim they can do sick guitar solos. And it is just simply f- not even close to as enjoyable as being able to rise up and fucking cram on somebody effortlessly. Well, wait a it minute. not just, close. Just because
0: you can dunk with ease doesn't mean you can cram on somebody effortlessly. If you can
2: effortlessly dunk, you can effortlessly cram on somebody. Well, then if you can have a sick guitar solo, you can be in a great band. No, because you're not. you're, give, you're not giving yourself a sense of timing. You're just saying like, I can go solo and nobody else is around. I'm not, the question wasn't, hey, can I play within the context of a basketball team and constantly make the right cuts? It's just saying, could I dunk? And if you can dunk, you can catch a lob. But if you can do sick guitar solos, you can't be a positive member of a band society. Wow. I disagree? Ridiculous. We're a basketball you, podcast. You guys are le- constantly trying to make this a music podcast. No, and we're not. it's we not. Just have music. It's a basketball we like music. podcast. I'm allowed to talk about the bad games because somebody did something interesting. Dunking is cooler than playing guitar you, and it's you, not close. You talk
0: about the bad games for 40 minutes. And it's
2: not close. It's not close.
0: There are dunking better. We're not trying to make it a music podcast.
2: We have, there's several musicians. Fucking like Mountjoy just put CJ in his goddamn place. Put CJ in the grave.
3: <laughs> CJ dead. Dunk every time. It's not close. You ever I seen Cheetah Girls? The, the <laughs> Cheetah Girls? the original Cheetah Girls? Of course. You think I haven't seen Cheetah Girls? I'm 34 how, years old. Of course, I've seen Cheetah Girls. How cool was that? Ending scene when the guy jumps up on the car and they they come together at the end when they're you know they're in that alleyway or whatever. Well, how about Back he starts, to the Future? And he starts shredding the guitar. That is the highlight of that franchise. That made all of their careers. That guitar solo. We give it all away for a dunk in
2: one dunk in a heartbeat. <laughs> I wouldn't watch this much as much basketball as I do. I wouldn't care about basketball as much as I do. If I could effortlessly, if I would choose. A sick guitar solo <laughs> over an effortless dunk.
0: I, you know what? I'm actually insulted the way that you talk about sick guitar solos, to be quite honest with you. I
2: just think that there's more obnoxiousness to sick, a sick guitar solo in particular. Yeah. It's not just being good at guitar. It is uh-huh. sick guitar solo. Yeah. And then there's more obnoxious to that than there is to being like, hey, I can dunk, and that is helpful to a basketball team. It is more helpful to be able to dunk on a basketball team than it is to be able there's, to do guitar solos of, to a band
0: but there's a lot of players who can dunk who are not helpful to a basketball team we've seen plenty of them just because you can dunk
2: doesn't make you helpful to a basketball team yeah I'm not saying that I'm saying I like to, I would rather I think it's a much more enjoyable life if you can dunk you than like, it is if you can go like actually Everybody, be quiet for a second. I'm gonna do a little bit. Why of do you have to guitar. tell everyone to be you, quiet? Because that's what it is. If you're playing guitar for somebody, you're playing. You have to be quiet. You what have to go like listening to me jam
3: show? out for an extended period of time. What if you're just having like a solo guitar session in a little nook in your apartment? Versus but wouldn't like you being be able to, in, But you can learn that if you're solo.
2: Game. If you're doing solo guitar playing, then you want to learn and be better at it. Do you
3: know how and hard I, that is? If you it, 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 extremely hard, not and as hard as
2: being able to dunk. If you're yeah, above,
3: if you're above a certain height, then you can train to learn how to dunk. That is possible. Sure. So the, I think in theory, you know, some have restrictions, but both of them can be trained to do. But there's I think it than takes just longer like like to learn how to play Last year,
2: Montrez Harold dunking and like effortless dunk. I think that is the 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 it's not can do a guitar solo and do. A dunk. It is effortless dunk versus sick guitar solo. And I just Wondering. find that that was the prompt. And there is a way more enjoyable time being able to dunk in the context of either by yourself or in the context of a pickup game than there is being able to go, okay, everybody else. It's a solo. So everyone else in the band, at least, has to be quiet. That's not true. That In a solo? It doesn't have to be. You can. The drummer can still be playing. Okay, the but, drummer can be. And, and be the doing bass player a, can still, still be quiet. A, a soft. Have you ever beat.
0: listened to a song? It, no. There are guitar solos in songs. No, I've never when, listened to
2: a song before.
0: Well, but there are guitar solos in songs while everybody else is still playing. You're anti-musite. Yes, anti- but it's, a, it's, it's easily You're an
2: doing anti You're an anti-music person. You're yeah, I'm the, not a music, music guy. Person. If I was a music guy, I wouldn't be doing a basketball podcast. I wouldn't well, pick Music guitar- guys
0: can do basketball podcast I'm a music guy nah. That does a basketball
2: podcast You and Kevin O'Connor can do it. Can, can go Choose Sick guitar solos Okay I'm gonna be dunking on your head And Kicking you with my Non-dildo hip Well I'm gonna be Standing
0: on the stage Doing this Fucking Solo No you're gonna be in your garage while your, neighbor,
3: while your neighbor While your neighbor Calls the cops Because you're being too loud <laughs> I think there's a perfectly valid argument that the neighbor could be calling the cops on you for dunking in your driveway after 8 (laughs) 8 p.m.
2: Okay, if I get called, there is nothing cooler than getting the cops called on you for dunking. Okay, I hope that happens. I would love for that to happen. (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) Oh, a
0: good Friday night pod. I'm excited I don't have to get up tomorrow morning because we're not doing a pod tomorrow morning. It's pretty great. Sixers lost, but moral victory, moral loss for the Celtics... Go fuck yourself, Celtics. We will be back Wednesday night after the Sixers play the Hawks. The Hawks.
2: The correct answer you, is sick guitar solo. Like, I obviously it's not. It's just so obviously it, it isn't. If you don't We'll talk to you next time. Are you that with TTP? Yeah. You know, like, face. If you don't fuck with me, then, then I won't fuck with you.
1: you. If you don't fuck with me, then, then I, when I, won't I won't fuck, fuck with you. you. But if you fuck with me... I'm gonna fucking kill you! Thank you.